looking for a way to change your life. You got it. I kind of think in some ways, selfishly, that it should remain a secret because it is such an advantage. Nothing stuck. Start optimizing your mental and physical performance. Optimize yourself. Hello. Welcome to another episode of the Optimal Performance Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Muncy, and we are coming to you live in Austin, Texas from Paleo FX. We have Memory Grand Champion Matthias Ribbing with us. Yeah. Matthias, say hello. Say thank th- you very much. I'm grateful to be here. A pleasure. Yes, it's our pleasure. Uh, we appreciate you being here. So for our listeners, tell them a little bit about yourself, your background. Yeah, I'm a three-time Swedish memory champion. And internationally, I'm a Grandmaster of Memory, which is an official title where I've been to memory competitions, achieving those. But uh, my main focus is general learning of actual knowledge. And I think this is what we're going to talk about uh, today. Yeah, we're going to tell you guys listening how you can master anything. Uh, So Matthias is going to share with us some of his strategies, some of the things that have helped him win those titles and, and get to the point where you can be Grand Champion. What, what, is it, what does that mean? What is, what's the difference between being a grand champion and just memory champion? Well, a grand master of memory, you know, there are uh, set uh, events that we take part in. And, for example, to become a grand master, there are three events we really have to do well in. For example, we have the one-hour numbers, where we just have to look at random digits for an hour. Afterwards, we get a paper, and a, an empty paper and a pen, and we have to write down the exact order of more than a thousand of them. To get them correct. Okay. So that's one of them. How long do you have to do that? Uh, one hour memorization, and then we have two hours to write and think about it. And you have but to get at least 1,000 correct. Exactly correct. And if there's a single mistake or a gap, there's a lot of deductions, so you really have to be exact. Okay. And then there's some speed memorization that we have to memorize uh, the full order of a full deck of cards shuffled, uh, the correct order in under two minutes to really have the speed also. And we have to also be able to memorize uh, 10 separate decks of cards at least in an hour also. So these are the wow. things that you're tested for yeah. and so on. And, and you've actually written about using Siltep with memorizing decks of cards before for us. That's actually on our, there's a blog on our website. So we'll link to that in the show notes for this. Yeah. Uh, but for you guys listening, make sure you head over to naturalstacks.com. You'll be able to see the video of this, which is important for this episode because I'm holding today's Austin American Statesman. If you're seeing the video, you see it there. Matthias is going to show us some some cool tricks with, with memorizing the newspaper. Um, uh, but you'll also be able to see links and resources to some of the stuff that we talk about, and we'll link to that blog post on uh, the website so you guys can go check that one out as yeah, well. Yeah, the 10-second short thing about that was that uh, my wife, who's a PhD in medicine, mm-hmm. set up a single-bind study yep. where I got placebo and Siltep, had to do the memorization of the deck of cards exactly to the ru- rules of the memory sports and uh, when I had 20 trials, randomized, placebo, and so on, the four best were on Siltep. And I didn't know which was, if I was on uh, placebo or Siltep. Four right. best was on Siltep. The six worths, uh, when I didn't really have, uh, get everything correct, out of these six, four was on placebo and only two on Siltep. So okay. that was remarkable for yeah, me. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a very positive feedback for, 
first seal tower mm. and its ability to help with focus and memory. Yeah, right. And definitely. That's, and that's part of the, 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 the benefits of having increased cyclic AMP is that it's potentiating long-term memory storage. Definitely. So when we say it helps with studying and, and recall later, that's exactly what you're able to demonstrate with that. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. And so what we do, the difference with what we do in memory competitions is memorize sort of empty information, you know, random digits, decks of cards. It doesn't mean anything. Right. But so what I work with, I've written two books, the third coming out in August, about real actual learning, how to become, and that's what we're going to explore today, how yeah. to become an expert really quick in a new area where there is information that you really need to understand and how you can increase understanding and really use your brain as efficiently as it gets for, for real information in everyday life. I think that that's a really key point is that a lot of the, the tricks and what you're talking about in, in competition is it's empty information, it's not useful. How do you transfer what you do there to make it applicable to our listeners and what people do in daily life? Yeah, that was, is what we're going to explore because it is different. You know, For these uh, competition events, it's special techniques are designed just for those right. decks of cards. Right. And you can't really use it at all. Right. But you have to understand the principles and go and check it with what's the most efficient way to use it and see how it correlates with understanding. And we're going to do that, but... Let's get this experiment going first. Okay. So we just get it over with okay. and see what I don't, happens. I don't know all the details of, of this experiment, you. so you're going to take it away. I'll what, tell what, you. What are we doing? Since we are in Austin, I found uh, today's uh, edition of Austin Statesman here, the 28th of May. I read through the whole thing. Uh, I gave it almost 50 minutes. Okay. Uh, so I read about, the whole thing. About 45 minutes. Yeah, something just like that. Three quarters of an hour. Okay. Yeah. And you read the whole paper. I didn't care about the ads or the <laughs> the stock markets and these things. You weren't, but the you weren't reading means, the personal ads? No, 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 not, not this time. So uh, let's do this experiment, and I'll let you take... You can open it up anywhere, basically. You can choose wherever, and I, and I have a look away, so I really don't... Uh, I won't see anything. Okay. So open it up anywhere. So I'm going to go... I'm opening it up, and I'm going to hold this up in yeah. front of the camera. So you guys watching on video can see what I'm seeing. And you can just say the page of where you end up on there. We'll see what, so what happens. So I'm on page A11. Page 11, okay. Buda residents flee from the floods of uh, central Texas. There's been a downpour now, and uh, there's a picture there of uh, uh, Winnie Nichols and her son David has just built a little... Uh, um, thing uh, to wall to secure their house with sandbags. They fled away from their uh, residence. It's, it's actually called uh, Onion Creek Village where they live there. So they talk about that thing. There were evacuations going on, but m most of them have been able to come back now. That's the first thing. Then we have a separate thing about the black uh, people protesting the um, uh, the. Uh, the two police uh, men on trial for uh, murdering uh, Freddie Gray. They have been disappointed, uh, the verdicts, uh, but uh, the, the protesters are not giving up, seeing this long term, how it's important to get some change through. A third article there is about how a big furniture expo is uh, losing crowds. They lost a thousand uh, people in the audience this year due to new uh, LGBT uh, laws. Uh, it's in North, North Carolina, so it basically talks about that, and uh, that's it for page 11, basically. That is 100% correct. Yeah. So <laughs> that was you, a quick rundown. Yes. You can try so, something else just so, to get some... Uh, yeah, just in case you're not looking on video, if you're listening on the go or in the car, 
the first article, Buda apartment residents flee as floods near. Uh, you got the names of the people correct. The image was correct. Onion Creek Village apartments, floods on Friday, evacuations. That's all 100% correct. Black activists in reform for long haul is the next headline. It is in Baltimore. It's about, um, you, you said it, Freddie Gray. Um, yeah, 100% there. Furniture Expo crowd dips after LGBT law. Thousand fewer people attend the world-renowned event in North Carolina. 100% correct on that page. So I'm going to switch to a different section. Yeah, let's do All something right. more difficult with lots more on it. I mean, these were just three articles. That's nothing, you know. He's talking <laughs> trash. He's getting cocky. All right, well, you got to look away. Yeah, I'm looking away, right, totally. Let's, let's find another page. Yeah. With, uh... Because what we'll also try to illustrate when I explain the stuff uh, afterwards is how this correlates with understanding, not just rambling of exact wordings. As you saw, I didn't get the, the headlines words for words, but I understand exactly what's in there, and I can grab all the details that I really need and had time for. So, uh, do you have another page? I there? do. Let's go with A14. A14. Okay, Trump refuses to debate uh, Bernie Sanders. He was uh, offered on the Jimmy Kimmel show to come on, let's, uh, let's debate, but he then later uh, refused and so on. Yeah, then continues about the um, the uh, the uh, Bernie Sanders crowd really want uh, Hillary Clinton indicted for her email frauds on that, and then there's some uh, uh, political uh, roundups uh, at the very two short uh, small articles there. It's the North Carolina police who won't help out Cleveland with the GOP. Uh, big GOP conventions. They want to lend 50, uh, borrow 50 officers from North Carolina, but they're not sure of the insurance stuff, so they, they won't come. And then also another short one that now um, Trump is uh, encouraging Rubio to, uh, uh, to uh, re become re-elected for the Senate, and then now all suddenly France, uh, and so on. So that's it. It's perfect. Nailed it. <laughs> yes. All right. So that's impressive. Now, if I'd asked you any particular page, you would have been able to do that? Well, yeah, I actually did all the letters to the editors also. So, <laughs> <laughs> so how did you do that? What, what's, what's going on here? Well, the key is to train your brain to think in images. Okay. Then a whole new set of possibilities opened up for your brain to take in a lot of information really, really quickly. So are you, as you... As you recalled those you're saying and then there was this and then there was this so it's like did you did you kind of compartmentalize and visualize the layout of the page and you know there's an article here and and there were two down here and not the layout of the page that's too vague you would confuse that but i created images for each article okay to just to see that so i just looked around mm -hmm. you know when you think in images which by the way this is totally trained i'm not born with this right i was 29 when i started training like this so there's nothing special with me at all it's just basic training when you teach your brain to think in images it will become more and more automatic so it's not that kind of a big deal after a while okay but so when thinking of images, it's actually like you give your brain uh, folders and subfolders so you yeah. can always find what you need. So you get control over learning. And that's the thing, when we, when we don't have any strategy for learning at all, and we just read the same thing over and over and hope that something will stick, right. you know, that's like throwing documents into your computer without names or anything. I mean, even if it's there, you can't find it when you really need it. Yeah. So this is a way to get control over learning, which is so fascinating. So when I look back at the images that I've created, they, uh, the cool thing when you use images is they work like magnets. 
they draw information to them, so you remember so much information. I can tell you about the new rain records at the airport here Thursday. It was uh, staggering records by 8.79 inches of rain. What page was that on? This is on the first page, actually, so it's easy to uh, check out. On the airport, 8.79. Uh, they beat the uh, uh, 1970, uh, 1957 record of uh, 2.86 uh, inches before. Yeah, it's under. Do you see under the picture there? There we yes, have them. Yes, yeah. that's that's 100 percent correct. All those numbers. So, so the the thing is that when you see these images, a right. whole lot of information sticks automatically. They work like magnets. Mm-hmm. So the cool thing that. You won't believe, but as an actual fact, I don't need a lot of images at all. Okay. Most of these, uh, the things I read, I only had one image. And then I read the, the, the page, uh, seeing this. For example, the downpours, I saw an umbrella. Mm-hmm. And then when, when, the, when you read and visualize something at the same time, mm-hmm. connections are formed in the brain. Right. And these draw things to it. So just then finding your way back to the umbrella, you will remember a lot without even further exact yeah. stuff. So, so that's pretty cool. So we had this conversation with, I, I don't know, we've had so many conversations this weekend. Yeah. And I don't know if it was with you or if it was with somebody else talking about memory stuff. But it's the more novel the idea or the, the, the weirder the visual, the stronger the connection, the more dopamine is released. So are you imagining like very unrealistic, very, very crazy umbrellas or is it just your standard black umbrella? Yeah, no, here is the thing that you don't need to do crazy, violent, sexually <laughs> aggressive stuff right? because that's just a lack of the trained skill to visualize. Okay. You train it to become automatically. This is one of the things in memory sports which you can use for empty information mm-hmm. to create all kinds of crazy stories happen right. simultaneously. But if you sit at a lecture full of information and you need to pick up everything that is being said, you can't create parallel stories. That's too much work, and it doesn't work. Right. So, but if you train your brain to think in easy, three-dimensional large images, mm-hmm. because there are actually science that has shown which images sticks the longest in the brain, okay. that hasn't to do with violence. It has to do with clear contours. So what are those three images? Dimensional, three-dimensional images. Okay. That's the thing. That, for example, you can't visualize a beach that's too vague. Okay. But then you can take a beach chair. Like a sun chair. Then, ah, it becomes clear contours. You see it for... And that's the thing. When you visualize, things tend to pop up just for a fragment of a second. Then it disappears. And you think, did I see something or not? I'm not sure. But that's enough. Okay. And that's the cool thing. It's the same for me. During this fragment of a section, the connections are formed in the brain, which you can, which you are in control over and can find your way back to. So then retelling the information, I have this image, information has been drawn to it, and I retell the information with my own words in okay. the correct order as I, and as I get it. So. Okay. So then the way we did this particular experiment, we said this page. So, so you had to connect those stories and those images to a page number. Yeah. How did you do that? That's just trained skills where I've trained a fixed image for each number up to 100. Okay. So, so I really get, have it. This, this is a little bit further along, but you can train this so you can do any crazy stuff, uh, basically. But for understanding, and that's the cool thing, what happens, you know, to learn something new, 
is always to create a connection between something new and something you already know. Something you're familiar with. Yeah, right. exactly. That's always the key. And I, do you have this saying about uh, you, that you can have a Teflon brain syndrome, syndrome when everything just everything pours? Everything slides off or yeah. doesn't stick. Yeah, right. when you're sitting, listening to something and you've, 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 you've we experience... We would call that like brain fog. Or... Yeah, brain, yeah, exactly. But what often happens then, it's the thing that you're listening to, it doesn't connect with something you know. And then no connections will be formed. So that's why like, if, if you listen to somebody who's a good coach or a good educator they're able to to relate the information to something that you're familiar with yeah exactly and this is what happens when you think in images mm-hmm. i mean your inner images it's no a, one else can create them for you it is but it's your image right and it's like the the concentrate of all your previous experiences in that second is in your inner image which you push forward to this new thing so a connection right. can be formed okay and the cool thing is that this is not a new way for our brain to think. That, for example, that have you ever read a book and then afterwards seen the movie? Yes. When it's always disappointed? Yes. Because you have seen the some Revenant. images. This happened it, to me with The Revenant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I haven't read the seen book. It. it was fabulous, phenomenal. I couldn't couldn't stop reading it. Yeah. And then I saw the movie and I was like, that was freaking terrible. I yeah. hated it. <laughs> and then Leo, of course, wins his first Oscar for it and I hated the movie. But it's because I read the book first. That's cool. And what happens actually, when we read a book, mm-hmm. uh, we see small images of uh, fractions of images of the the main characters, some places, some events, mm-hmm. like these small magnets images, and things attached to them. They form like the connections in the brain. So all the we can follow the whole story because of these right. anchors. But now, when we learn to create them consciously, mm-hmm. we can gain control over this process. So we're not already we're no longer dependent on what pops up automatically, but we really okay. nail it. So. How do you make this a practice that, like you said, you didn't start this until you were 29. This isn't something that came naturally to you. No. So, I mean, do you do you just like as you if you were to walk from here back to your hotel room, are you like, do, do you do you do dry runs or as you read the paper, do you test yourself and just see like how do you how do you develop this skill? Yeah, I'll take the step for step how you can really get started right away with the most important thing when you're supposed to learn a new subject, getting into a new area in the hopes of becoming quickly an expert on this. You should never, ever start just reading on first first page, top first page. That's a waste of time in your reports, in your studies, in your books or whatever. Never start there. But you should always form an information skeleton as I call it, okay. a skeleton, which means that you first have to study the table of contents and find summaries, always summaries. And if there are no summaries in the books or the studies, you're, uh, what, you're, what you're reading, then you Google short summaries, spend time on doing that, really, really short stuff. And then when you start afterwards to read from the beginning of the page and so on, these new details will have something to connect to. You have a skeleton already, so you won't right. have this Teflon syndrome uh, thing. It's, it's it will connect this, and it will this, immediately grow. Right. It's not this big book of a whole bunch of stuff you're not familiar with. No. You have a You have a base knowledge before you dig into this thing. Exactly. Exactly. So one thing I want to point out to our listeners that, that just it struck Roy and I last night at dinner, and we had the conversation walking over here this morning, and, and it just struck me again as, as you were going through that answer is... Uh, English is your second language? Yeah. How many languages do you speak? I speak German as well and Swedish. Uh, so you speak three languages? Yeah. 
and you are providing all of this information in your non-native language. Yeah, that's the thing. That's why I so, had I mean, to spend 50 minutes in Swedish newspaper. I learned them very quick because then I know the politicians and stuff. You don't really, but here are the unknown people. So we're, we're in the presence of an incredible brain, right? Uh, so I just wanted to point that out. Yeah, I mean, you, cool. You, you Thanks. Trilingual, uh, and, and this is not your native language. And, I mean, that's to me, that's fascinating. Yeah, uh, okay. but it's no magic tricks. It's actually training. Right. And so that also, when you when you start from the right uh, order, going from the whole to the details, not the other way around. Right. Then, as a second step, you start to use the principle of one image per page. Okay. So when you read your report or whatever, for the first page, you just choose an image. If it has to do with economics, you can choose to visualize a big wallet. Okay. And then always make the images big. I actually always visualize things in this size, like I'm holding a big Pilates ball or something okay. like that. About the size of a, like a small TV or a microwave oven. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Okay. Because So if it's an airplane, it's this big. If it's an ant, it's also this big. Something, something that you can control and, and touch and yeah. move yourself. You can even use your hands in the beginning right. if like you're a globe. not certain. You can, exactly. Because right. okay. then it's 3D and everything like that. Okay. But that, the case is also that then you have, then you're doing it the same time over and over and over, always the same size, then it can become automatized. That's okay. the key. Right. But then, okay, you choose a big wallet for example you're reading something on economics yeah. and you don't have to create a smart image you don't have to do violent stuff you don't have to do anything but it's the simultaneous visualization as you're reading the page right that is the key so okay. it's this stuff is much much more easier than anyone says or into doing the sports right. and so on right. it's this basic so this is how we normally learn also but now we get control over it so how do you keep like you, you read today's paper, yeah. and, and I'm sure, like, let's say it was an economics article, and yeah. you used the visual of a wallet. How mm. do you keep today's content separate from the previous economic article, yeah. the previous time that you used that same visual? I have systems of what is called support images. Okay. It's like subfolders, folders and subfolders. Like sub the folders. credit card in the wallet. Yeah, exactly. And I just like in the computer, I have some permanent folders. I move all the interesting information there, and then I have the temp folders. Ninety percent of that paper I don't really care about, right. and that will uh, fall out. But all the interesting stuff I pick out. And it goes from short term to long term memory. It's always in long term. I wouldn't be able to recite anything it was if it wasn't in the long term. But okay. I get control over, it and I can even decide for how long I want to remember different things. Okay. That's the really crazy uh, yeah. part. Yeah. But it, it's very natural because when I've memorized with pictures, mm -hmm. getting control over them, I know that they will remain with me for about five hours. That's where I'm at with my skills and so on. So I can trust it, I can leave it, and I, and I can be sure of it. Some, after five hours, some things might start to uh, get lost. Okay. But then I know before those five hours has ended, I have to do a quick review to, uh, right. to tighten those connections, right. to just browse through the images. And that's really just like browsing through your smartphones. Right. Images in, in a smartphones, just quickly looking through them. If you do that before five hours has ended, I know it will be with me for the whole of next day. Right. If I want it longer, sometime next day, just browse through the images. And I can do that by being on the bus. I did not need any material in front of me. So right. I just do that. And then it will be with me for three days. And I do it again, but then it will be five days, and then each time uh, it will be with me for a longer time. And as, as more time goes by, you need to review it less often. Yeah, 
right? For, li- for controlled lifetime uh, storage, I know maybe once every six months, okay. I have to do a quick looking through. Okay. And this, but I, you, you can do this also now, uh, because we started in our experiment, you're reading right. this page on economics, you're right. visualizing a big wallet, then you come to the next page, what you do then is you do a different kind of uh, image. Mm-hmm. Don't really care so much about the, 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 the tiles and so on. If it's still on economics, like let's visualize a big coin, right. for example. And then you continue reading that page. Next page, it might continue. Then can you just uh, do a plastic bent coin? I mean, yeah. images never runs out. You just do a, this is actually called a, a trans, image transformation technique, okay. where you can always generate new picture. You can do right. like a chocolate dollar bill or something. <laughs> okay. So you always get because then. At the, when you read the new stuff and you visualize simultaneously, the, the image will work like the magnet and you will get control over what you read in a much more better way. Okay. And then when you read through, you can just browse afterwards when you read the whole, the whole thing through. 60 pages or so, you have 60 images. Okay. Then you just review very quickly by browsing through the images. Exactly the same thing that I did, right. but you can, look at the, you can look at the actual pages so you can recall what the image was. But focus always on the image. That's okay. a very, very quick repetition. Like, it takes like a minute or, or two, but secures so much in the brain. Okay. So this, this is something to get started right away. You won't, won't be able to do it as detailed as I uh, did it in the newspaper, that, but that will come later when you get your subset of uh, folders and so on. Okay. And I have to shamelessly plug, if you want to train this, you can do it together with me, my webpage, grandmasterofmemory.com, yep. uh, and so on. So you can really get the... To, 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 into the detailed techniques of how you right. can connect the images together and stuff like we'll that. We'll put a link to that on the Natural Stacks blog post for this podcast so people can go right to that link um, and you guys can get, mm. you, you have some, some courses and, and Yeah, all and you have some free exercises you can yeah. try out right away and, okay. and, uh, and see. And I'd love if you guys want to contact me and ask any questions and such. That would be delightful. Okay. Social media and everything. Uh, yeah. yeah, and your social media handles are? Matthias Ribbing, strange Swedish name. But uh, we'll have a link to that. Yeah. <laughs> so so uh, go to naturalstacks.com. We'll have a link to that, guys. Um, all right. So so we have number one was was kind of see the start start with the big picture and then yep. work to the details. Number two was the visualization. Mm-hmm. Number three would be. I would put it, throw in a little bit of a different hack if you really wanted to become a, an expert. And I will because you know I have to. I try to approach my productivity from all angles. Right. You know? I do the try to do. I do the best supplements. I do the best kind of eating, to both to increase the the, the hardware and the software. We, right. Now we're talking yeah. about the software, but everything is right. important. Right. So you need to hack different things. And if you want to become an expert in something, you need to hack time and your experience of time, so you get more uh, done in less. Right. And this is also, in a way, related to sports and measuring your activities because you can hack the experience of time if you go deeper into the Pomodoro technique, mm-hmm. which is a great start. But In case people aren't familiar with that, that's 20 minutes of, of focus work with a five-minute break. You repeat that for a few cycles, and then you take a longer break. Yeah, and okay. the important thing is that no, absolutely no distraction during the 25 minutes. Right. And then you can have five minutes of free time, right. and then you, you go about this. Right. And it sounds like a ridiculous technique. 
but this can open up, and I was against it for a long time. I don't like taking breaks. Right. I, I will agree. I mean, I will second all of that. It seems like 25 minutes is too short, but it's it's amazing how, like, knowing that that clock or that buzzer is going to go off, you really do increase your focus, and then in that five minutes, you just you let it all go, and then you come back. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it, it works better than... I ever imagined it would. Absolutely. And if you go into the details, what you also need to really do is to never, that's the problem, you should never finish what you start. Right. This sounds crazy, but for it's very clear in the Pomodoro techniques, when it's 25 minutes, you quit mid-sentence immediately, five minutes breaks, then, then you can immediately pick up. And right. there's no extra effort, you know. We always work throughout the day like we should. I, I'll finish this and then I take a break. That's the worst thing of way of working because right. it will take so much effort to getting started again after the that, break. That idea of grinding through and, and, and getting to a stopping point yeah. actually decreases the quality of the work. It depletes brain resources. Yeah. Right? Okay. All, of, all of that. Uh, so that's the thing. When you start doing that really strictly mm -hmm. and then hopefully just mindlessly walking around, that's the best way of spending the five minutes. Yeah. But the cool thing is, like, have you seen The Edge of Tomorrow with uh, Tom Cruise? I don't think he, I have. He woke, wakes up every day in the same scenario of going to war and the same okay. thing happens all over. So he starts to, like, learn what's happening and to really become a superhuman there. Okay. But what I notice when the correct use of Pomodoro technique is the same way that you know that when you have the most energy you have, fresh energy from early morning, mm -hmm. uh, and you get started, that's great. Yeah. Uh, for many people, that goes away after a while. But if you do the Pomodoro technique uh, correctly, you have the same technique going each 25 minutes. Right. That is renewed with the same energy that, that you have from beginning. So it's like I get this morning energy all day, and I can keep at it a long, 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 long time. It's, it's sort of like... So I'm going to use exactly what we talked about earlier, relating new information to something that you're familiar with yep. so that it sticks. So, so for me, coming from a, a fitness background and as a strength coach, I know that if I'm going to try to do as many pull-ups as I can in a day, on my first set, I'm not going to go to failure. I'm going to break it up into, you know, so let's say I could do 30 pull-ups at once. I'm going to do 10 and then come back and do 10 and do 10 and do 10 and do that all day long as opposed to trying to do 30 in that first set. Now I've hit fatigue and I may only be able to do 5, 10 or, or 12. And each time I come back, I'm able to do fewer and fewer. So anybody who's ever exercised, you realize like if you go down and you do push-ups to failure, every successive set for that day is fewer and fewer reps. And it's the same thing with, with yeah. your brain and your productivity. So you're avoiding fatigue and you're actually able to do more and do it for longer mm. and accumulate more total work and better quality work. Definitely, definitely. Okay. And, and this was also a big thing, like, for example, when we do uh, memory competitions, yeah. that is, because this also relates to extreme focus. Mm -hmm. There we work from early in the morning to often very, very late in the evening with this constant new disciplines. You have to be on and off with extreme focus. You know, when every second of focus means more points or less, right. so you can't really think about other stuff. This is un entirely like, like nothing else when it comes to focus. So uh, the, th the same thing there is to be able to use your focus on one thing at a time. Right. On exactly, it was a great description from uh, physical training. The same thing. That's how you can perform for a long time during a full day right. without getting exhausted. I mean, you can build up so you can become more and more energized throughout right. the day. Right. So it, it, it's my, as my fitness increases, that, that 
those sets of 10 pull-ups could become sets of 12, sets yeah. of 15, and, and your threshold goes higher and higher, and you're yeah. able to do even more and do it better. So, And I just want to say, what I also do, which you, which you do in your training, but what I do in my mental training of focus, that you also have to use disturbance training. Okay. Just like you do your push-ups more and more difficult, right. maybe. So at the same time, when I focus on something uh, really, really tough, I can start using disturbances, like putting the TV on, but still be being 100% focused on what I do mm -hmm. just to like push yourself yeah. and that is uh, that can become a real for me that way of disturbance training has almost be become like a superpower so I always can remain focused no matter the surrounding if it's noisy if I have to perform well, and like even like like in this very moment we're, we're outside we're, we're on a second floor balcony at a convention there's there's wind there's traffic noise there's convention going on there's other people around it's but hot. <laughs> it is hot <laughs> so uh, it's like 90 degrees we're in Texas it, it's been raining so it's actually humid and, and yeah. But but you're able to be present and in the moment, and you're able to repeat or, or, or pull out and, and give us that information just as if we were in an isolated office, you know, back home somewhere. Exactly. So give us some more uh, actionable ways that we can take this information and apply it to becoming an expert at whatever it is that our listeners might do. Mm-hmm. So what, what, what kind of example, what would you like to learn? Well... A good thing, a good way of training your visualization yeah. to get the, yeah. the big sized image is to use this on names and faces and okay. at the same time really crack that code so you have it once and for all. Yeah. We, we talked about this at dinner last night. Yeah, yeah so. so that's a perfect... For example, when you hear a name, mm -hmm. uh, the problem with names, it's only sound connections for the brain. Right. And it's images of how the, uh, the characters look and that doesn't really help you. No connections are formed. But what you should do is that each new name you hear, you should convert it into an image. Okay. Are we still recording? Yes, we're Excellent. still good. We have a little wind blowing the newspapers away, but we're still recording. We're good. Perfect. So each time you hear a new name, let's, for, let's say Sam, right. I see a packet of ham. Okay. I just take something. I blow it up, decide immediately which, which packet it is. Just take the first thing that comes to yeah. my mind. Okay. If I meet a John, I see a pair of long Johns. Okay. Immediately. And so then when I meet uh, the persons, uh, for example, Ryan, for mm. me, me in Swedish we have something called a Raya rug. It's a kind of a rug. Okay. So I see this that, because that's the first, first thing that comes to my mind. Right. And then I see this rug in between us. At the same time as I'm watching you, I see, in this, see this mat. Yeah. Uh, and I can even put it on you, put it inside your shirt or something. Then it's a, a, a visual connection has been made. Okay. And because the connection is visual, you can take in a whole lot more without constant repetitions. So you can do many more. For example, then uh, I meet a, a James. Mm -hmm. I see a James Bond gun. Look at him. And I place the James Bond gun on him, basically. Okay. Okay. And this is ju you just see the image for a fragment of a second. You make me want happen. my name to be James instead of Ryan. Yeah, <laughs> Because exactly. of the visual. No, I'm just the, the good thing is you, know, you don't always have to talk about the image you're seeing. And that's uh, <laughs> uh, for the better sometimes. I, that is. So uh, and Just to finish that exercise, yeah. that might sound a little bit difficult at first when you meet a lot of people. And should you, all, you think about what you're saying? And should you also visualize images? That's too much. But that's not where you should start training. You should start this exercise when you sit in front of the TV. Okay. And you hear a new name, 
do an image of it. Yeah. See it in front of you. Hear another name, do it again. If you read uh, an article, it comes up with a new name, see an image of it. Is that how you remembered the names in, the, in that very first article that you pulled out? I didn't yeah. remember they lived it. Was it Onion Creek Apartments? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Minnie Rogers? Was that her name? Uh, Nichols. Nichols. Yeah. Minnie Nichols. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but is that how you... Did you remember, like, Nichols? Like, yeah, I did an, you did an image of it. I have okay. Swedish references, so the images are right. different. But th- that, that's the thing. You take the first thing, really see it three-dimensionally. You do this... If you do this name uh, task for like a week or something, you remind yourself constantly to do this, you will have so many basic uh, images mm-hmm. so that it will come really quickly and you've taught your brain to visualize 3D automatically. So then it could be no problem when you then later at a meeting meet a lot of people. So would you say that the hardest part of, of this is actually developing the practice of, of doing it? Like, like you just said, after a week, you have all these, like you have stock images and you've almost trained yourself to automatically do it. Yeah. So I would think that after doing this for a week or two weeks, this is almost something that you do automatically. You don't even have to think about it. No. So for us, for anybody listening who's never practiced this, the hardest part would be starting that it's just and, and those first the- day and which you, you train your brain to visualize and then and you know for a fact that it does it only has to be there for a fragment of a second right. then you're fine and this is exactly like actually writing on paper right that uh, it's completely automatized when we write mm-hmm. but we still have to decide what to write and then the hand just do it right this this is like writing in the brain in a language when you can control learning you write in the brain so i always have to decide what i want to put down which image, but once I've decided, the brain does it by itself, just like writing. So you have full control over it. It's nothing uh, strange about it. It's just a new skill set that you have and that you can use anywhere. So we had uh, Dr. Michael Merzenich from Brain HQ on the podcast uh, a few weeks ago. And one of the things that we talked about with him was, was continuing this lifelong education, being a lifelong learner, learning new skills and how that enriches uh, your brain, but also your, your life itself. You know, you're a man of many pursuits and, and interests, and, and that enriches your life. Um, and, and a lot of our listeners are the same way. And I think that resonated a lot coming from Dr. Merzenich. So back to trying to use what you're talking about yeah. to, to shorten that learning curve to become an expert or or maybe we, maybe we don't learn these new things to necessarily have to be an expert in them, but to get a, a knowledge where that new thing is not frustrating. Yeah. Right. So, like, let, let's just say our listeners wanted to pick up, I don't know, a, a musical instrument or uh, any any new hobby. They want to mm. learn about. Uh, I don't know. Abelard was talking last night at dinner about uh, you know investments or, or real estate. Yeah. If you wanted to to become an expert in, mm. in something like that, how would we apply this? Uh, the key thing and the main obstacle that almost all the students I have and work with have to come uh, over is to stop being such a perfectionist. Okay. And that is because we are all perfectionists right. who are drawn to this in a way, but it's so clear when you uh, develop skills like this, visualization skills, you use different strategies, that you want to do the strategies exact and never fail. You want to master them immediately. Right. But you can't do that. 
So what I've, when I'm training, when I learned this skill set from the beginning, I mean, nobody forgot as much as I did. I constantly, because you have to push yourself mm -hmm. and try so much more than you can handle. That's, okay. that's how we increase our scores in memory competitions. Yeah. We try to go for 2,000 numbers, and then we might get a thousand down right it's not that you do exactly where your level is you're always trying to be past that perfect yeah. so that's if, if you first want to uh, learn 10 things you go for 20 and right. then you have a lot of mistakes and you don't care about the mistakes you just see them as a, a necessary way in the learning then you try more and more not this i really want to nail this the first time and get it right that's always a big obstacle for people it's like the first time you wrote an R or a Z in cursive, yeah. it looked like a left-handed second grader did it. Yeah. You get better the more you do it. Exactly. Okay. And you have to do it and just keep on trying and, and having fun with it and having fun with making mistakes. Yeah. If you can learn that, have to have fun with your own mistake, then you can achieve anything, basically. That might be the, uh, the take-home message from the whole podcast. If you can say that again, if you can get comfortable with making mistakes and learn from them. Yeah, if you can be happy and have yeah. fun making your mistakes, you can achieve anything. There you go. I like it. So I want to tell our listeners a little bit more about what you do because you're more than just a memory grand yeah. champion or grandmaster. Um, so you're part of actually our Swedish distribution yeah. network. So you guys tell us about your company and, and, and your values there because that's very much in line with our vision and our goals. Definitely. I saw that it's not only enough with the optimal software in the brain, you need the, the optimal hardware. So in Sweden, I teamed up with the top nutritional trainer when it comes to paleo, who's uh, trained uh, physical experts and dietitians for a long time, really the top nutrition guy. We teamed up to have the best physical knowledge, the best mental knowledge, and together with my wife, who is an, a, a PhD in medicine, to get all the science right and do stuff, work together with the best brands, try to find uh, and, and to work with ourselves. That's basically the, what, we're, what we like. And, right. But since we're working with ourselves, we can also help others at the same time. So we're trying to get the new, the best information out, encourage people to self-experiment, like true biohackers, measure. I mean, that's why I got into memory sports in the beginning, I hadn't heard about quantify self or anything like that. But I wanted to, if, is it possible to measure what you, what you, uh, mental skills that you train? And for me, memory sports was a perfect example of that. Right. So, and so go into the physical side. So, for example, for me, all my best uh, records in memory sports are taken on a strict low carb, high fat diet. Yeah. Because that helped me becoming this almost machine that can go on from the morning to the evening, which has to do with the software, but also on the, the hardware. Right. Your, your body has the, the raw materials it needs to, to operate, to function, and to do what, it, what you're asking it to do. Yeah. And we can't have these peaks and these ups and downs when we have, we have to be focused for a full day like that. So that how you can take that into your everyday life. And when I want to be productive, I just know exactly what to do. And it's a pleasure working with you guys uh, from Natural Stacks. We, we love your stuff. And uh, I, I use it myself all the time. Well, we love hearing that. So the name of the company is? Succeeder. So okay. Succeeder.se for everyone in the uh, Nordic countries and around there. Uh, so Yeah, because we do have a worldwide audience. So, so yeah, anybody yeah. who's not in America, if, if you're... Uh, you in guys... Europe also, we're taking care of all the customer problems. So, all right. Yeah, yeah well, we appreciate that. So, um, and, and the... the 
fitness person you're talking about is Jonas. Jonas Bergqvist yes. uh, of Paleo Institute in Sweden. So that's uh, if you're around there, uh, that's the guy to go to. He, he got squeamish at the comparison last night, but you said that people in the know over there are referring to him as the Swedish Swedish Chris. Yeah, that's a, that's a tongue twister. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. You know, since, since with all of his knowledge, he actually, after five months of training, after 40, he won the Swedish uh, 200 meter sprints. Yeah. The Swedish national champions for veterans above 40. He, he won it after five months of training <laughs> when optimizing with all the, the diet uh, mm-hmm. stuff, the exactly the right training for sprint and so on. So he can do amazing stuff. And I think that speaks to living the right way for your whole life. I mean, yeah. if you look at him you can tell that this is a guy who has trained and, and eaten right and, mm. and done all the things that we talk about on the optimal performance podcast for his whole life yeah right um all right matthias before we let you go you gotta ask you have to answer the the question that we ask all of our guests mm. your top three tips to live optimal top three tips is to work i would say the top thing is to you have to work on meaning and emotions in life and really not, because I see so many biohackers and optimizers who are just trying to flee away from the really tough issues that you have in relationships, in your past or whatever. And you can't avoid that by optimizing stuff. It will come back and hit you in the face. So really to find some kind of practice that works along with you to not flee away from that, that things. And to not be afraid to look further, to really just not... I mean, productive, why? Why do you need to be productive? What really do you want to achieve? How you want to live your life? And it is so different for different persons. Right. So deal with the soft issues. That would be my, my top. Okay, that's, that's perfect. I love yeah. it. You got two more. Two more, okay. Do exactly the opposite of what other people do. Yeah. And to really do that. Yeah. Uh, because that will help you and you will learn so much and you you will surprise yourself and you will widen your own skill set of as a person and everything zig when they zag sorry what so zig when everybody else zags exactly because that's you 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 see what you're doing in relations to others you just don't follow the stream but you're trying to do something and in that way you will you will learn well i think when you do that you're 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 making a conscious decision to go one way right or wrong you made that as a conscious choice as opposed to just blindly following yeah and I think that's a very powerful thing in itself yeah and And, and like you said earlier if you're willing to learn from that if it was a mistake then you're moving forward and you can do anything Mm. and that's a way of starting working on your free will Right. Because free will is nothing that you're given by birth. You have right. to work on it. You have to, you have to exercise it. You have to exercise this and you have to make different choices and see and go against yourself and see. Because otherwise, you, if you're just doing the same thing, there's nothing free, free about that if you haven't tried different things. So. Right. Okay. Yeah. We got to get one more out of you. Okay. Skip pasta, uh, sugar and all that stuff and drink a lot of coffee with butter in it. I don't know if I can let you get away with that. So, and here's why. Here's why. <laughs> You told us last night at dinner that your excuse to come all the way to, from Sweden to Austin for Paleo Effects was to record this podcast. Yeah. So we need something better than butter coffee. Okay. That's a given. I, I know. Okay. we got to dig deep. Yeah. Well, okay. Uh, Rita Spensky. Uh, Rita Spensky, that's it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what that means. No, it doesn't matter. <laughs>
Yeah, it has. To, we have to know what it means. Ah, okay. The, well, that's just a, a personal thing. That's not the same for everyone. But right. that, that's where I really started to be able to see myself in a new way. Is that to a experiment. Swedish saying? No, no, no. Uspensky is, a, is an old writer uh, on a, like practical oh, psychology, oh. okay. and a bit of esoteric stuff, but with a very Western, rational way of seeing things. Okay. I'm all into the rational woo-woo right. stuff. Right. That's where you can learn the yeah. most. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So read Espensky. Yeah. Okay. Name of the book? Ah, you can. Doesn't matter. Do we'll, I'll Google it. We'll put a link on the show yeah. notes. You guys can go to the blog and <laughs> click on it, and you can read Espensky. Perfect. Matthias, this has been awesome. Excellent. Thank you so much. Uh, is there is there any final statement on? Uh, becoming an expert in anything anything we missed i think we covered uh, a whole okay. lot of grounds you have to start to do the work yourself no i can do it for you so okay see yeah. that could have been number three uh, okay there you go that was the fourth <laughs> That's number four. you breaking the rules you have to do that so <laughs> you're worth it right <laughs> All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. Go to naturalsex.com. You'll be able to see the video version of this. You'll see the newspaper in real time as, as we went through the experiment. Um, you'll be able to click links to resources and stuff that we talked about. And make sure you head over to iTunes. Leave us a five-star review. Let us know how much you like the Optimal Performance Podcast. If it's helping you and helping you move your mission forward, think about who else you know in your life that would benefit from this and share this with them so that we can help more people live optimal and move their mission forward. Thank you guys for listening. We and will contact talk to me you. on social media, grandmastermemory.com, yep. and I love to interact with you guys. Yeah, there you go. And, and one more time, your social media channels. Matthias Ribbing, find it in some way. It's on all the uh, M-A-T-I-A-S-R-I-B-B-I-N-G. Yeah, that's quick. Well okay. done. All right. Yeah. It's, it's all the silt up. Yeah. yeah. All right. We'll talk to you guys next Thursday. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Natural stuff. Start optimizing your mental and physical performance. Optimize yourself.